Hey guys, it's Miley, and tonight is Tuesday, November 25th, 2014, Thanksgiving week, just a few days away. Um, I wanted to just hop on here tonight before my mom gets here. She'll be here all week, uh, starting around midnight tonight, and so I wanted to knock out a quick podcast for you and share uh, a bit of the talk with you that I had with the medical school at Morehouse here in Atlanta. Long story short, I was at Nordstrom about a year ago and I ran into one of the medical students there. She told me that she got Curlbox and that a lot of her classmates got it. And she wondered, she told me she followed me socially and wondered if I'd ever be interested, excuse me, in coming and talking with some of the American Women's Medical Association or American Medical Women's Association. It's one of the two um, at her school. And I told her, absolutely. So over time, she got in touch with my assistant and we set it up. She sent me a couple emails. The The gist of the email is that she felt like in medical school, all they really teach you is like, your, you know, the, uh, the business of being a doctor and, you know, what you need to know and what you need to do. But she felt like they lacked business savvy. She wanted to talk me to talk about overcoming doubt and fear, how to manage money and build real wealth, and how to think beyond a nine to five. So... I have discussed a couple of these topics in my podcast before, so if you've listened to those, some of this will be repetitive, but it'll be a twist nonetheless, and um, I'll cover some of these things for you because I think that this stuff is applicable no matter what you do, and what I explain to the students is that you don't have to own a business to be entrepreneurial, right? It's like you can focus on the business of you no matter who or what you're working for, so I started off the talk and let them know, you know, who I was and what my business is because I don't know that everyone knew that and then let them know how I started my business with $200 and became quickly successful. I think we grew by like 1200 or 1500%, something weird the first year um, and we just kept growing and uh, it was really, really awesome and amazing and what I wanted to show them is like how these steps that I went through is what I believe made me successful. I started off the talk telling them that I know one doctor. Um, my one friend that's a doctor I've known since I was in the fourth grade and I called her the night before my talk with this um, this group of, of young women. There were a couple men there at the medical school and I wanted to know what she thought I should talk about and she essentially was on the same page with Shari about what she felt like doctors um, are not getting in medical school. And so I let the class know that she's a pediatric pharmacologist and she specializes in cardiology, I think. And the reason why I say I think is because I went to research her online and I couldn't really find anything, you know, outside of the basic stuff that she told me where she went to school, there was not even enough online for me to boast about. And it wasn't clear. And I know she's good because she's worked at Stanford for a period of time and she works like she went to the top program and she had gotten her PhD by the time she was 25. But not only that, I went to high school with this girl and she graduated valedictorian of our high school with a 4.5 GPA. I mean, this is a African-American female. And so I'm certain that over the years she's won awards. I'm pretty sure she's, you know, the cream of the crop at her job. She has to be because I just know that. But the lesson that I wanted to tell this group is that if no one knows who you are or what you're doing, I don't care if it's good, you're in a lot of trouble. Um, 
if you want to excel beyond the average salary in your field, because I know a lot of people look that up, you have to think about these things. And so I wanted them to know that. I let them know that. Um, I sent my assistant a text the other day and I said, you know, no matter what you do or where you go, whether you're representing yourself or Curlbox, about any time you're doing something for me on my behalf, I always get a note or a compliment about you. Um, and nobody can ever really say what it is that she did. Like it wasn't because she did this or she did that, but she manages to leave a lasting impression on just about every single person that she meets. And so I always tell people that you want to make sure that your impressions are memorable. Um, you can be good and still be forgettable. Like if you're just doing, you know, kind of good work and you don't make any impressions and it's like, that's almost worse than being bad. I feel because sometimes when you're bad and you're still a part of the conversation and there's someone who's probably going to fend for you. And so at least you're still part, a part of the conversation versus just being kind of obsolete. Like imagine you're good, but still obsolete. That's why people are always like, how is this person here and they're not even that good? It's like because they, they've managed to make themselves a topic of conversation. So you have to think about that. I prefer you break the internet positively and you know what I mean. Um, so let's get into this. I think that you, no matter what you do, what your career is, you should always be thinking about sales. I don't care where you are on the spectrum. You're always selling yourself. And I'm selling myself right now on this podcast and I'm selling myself right there at Morehouse when I'm talking to the students because at the end of the day, if you enjoy these podcasts and you you think I've mentioned to you what I do, you know who I am, you're either going to support me in my business or you're going to tell someone about it. And eventually, if enough people listen to me and listen to what I have to say, I at, at the end of the day, someone is going to consider my business. And so you're always selling yourself. Remember, every interaction we have is an opportunity to sell our skills, knowledge, ideas, and most importantly, ourselves. So remember that is that. Every interaction from the nail shop to, to dinner to meetings to, you know, just sitting at the bar. I'm telling you, think about that. Um, not that you need to be a salesman, but just always know that it is okay to share with people what you're doing and who you are because you're going to be selling yourself. And you don't have to stop what you're doing or, or necessarily do something different. It's just something that uh, sales is rooted in solid relationship building and developing trust. Remember that, Okay relationship building and developing trust. Um, and that's what you want to remember when you're thinking about selling yourself. And that is what I have always done. It is important to me to build solid relationships with people and let them know that they can trust me, which usually means that I offer some service of mine, some inside of mine free. Um, think about this podcast and think about what I do for my business. Um, if I'm giving away information that essentially is helping people, it aids to the fact that you can trust me professionally, right? Um, I think that it's helpful and I think that you, you'll start to understand. We'll go through it quickly. The way you dress is important. Don't ever let anyone tell you that. Not that you have to be suited and booted, but let it look like you care based on what you do in your, in your career. If you're a personal trainer, you don't need to be in a business suit. You get what I'm saying. Um, it's important to be cultured and have experiences. Step outside of your box sometime. If you go to a restaurant and you would never think to try the oysters, try the oysters. If you would never think to get the cheese plate, get the cheese plate. Get some of the things that are outside of your box because that's going to help you as you're selling yourself because you're going to have more to talk about. Okay? Think about that. When you stick to what you know all the time, all you'll ever be able to talk about is the, your, the, the limited world that you're living in. 
versus trying something new. And even if you don't like what you tried, that's still a conversation. Hey, you know what? I tried the Gouda, smoked Gouda, and it just was too, uh, I don't know, tastes like feet to me. Anything, it's still a conversation and says that it, that in and of itself says that you're willing to, willing to try things. Um, another quick tip, quick tip is to prospect. Is this right for me? I don't care if sometimes the top school is not for you. Uh, speaking of my one friend that is a doctor, she has a younger sister who got into Harvard and she went to Harvard and she went to a couple of other schools and she turned down Harvard because she just said it wasn't right for her. And you have to think about reaching out to businesses, contacts, and, and make sure you prospect and make sure that it's right for you. Everything, even if it's the top thing, may not be right for you. Be sure to ask questions, lots of smart questions once you've prospected, once you've kind of gotten on the right path of what you're thinking about. Presentation is everything. And this is all about your rapport with others, relationships. We talked about that. Another thing I want you to do is remember to be persistent. Um, in sales, sales is all about being persistent. You may not get a call back. You may not get an email back. You may not even be a thought, but you have to be persistent. And more than anything, you want to be organized and have a plan. So often I hear about people who are going out and networking without a plan. There is, if you do not, if you're going to a networking mixer without a plan, you need to just sit at home. You want to know why? Because you, you can do that anywhere. Um, just because you have business cards and just because it's an, a function with people in a room, you don't have a plan. What's the point? Um, when I network, because I'm, I, I still do that and I, I used to do a lot of it before, but I would go to events. Um, I would only go to events that I knew there were people there that I wanted to meet. Like it's rare that I go to something in hopes to meet someone, but I go to things and you know, that I want to talk to a certain person and I go with a plan. And, and so I have, we've worked with Carol's daughter. I have gone and spoken with Lisa Price. If she's at events that she's had, you know, I've gone, had my plan together, knew what I wanted to talk to her about. And the first time I didn't want to talk to her about business. I talked to her about something else. And then I saw her again. And then I talked to her about something else. And then the third time is when you start to start, you know, hitting the nail on the head and saying what you want to do. But that's how I do. I always am organized and I always have a plan. Um, how to overcome doubt and fear. I've talked about that. I have a podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you can Google it. It's one of my favorites. And I don't know why I love this one. Even I have listened to this one. And I think sometimes it's just a refresher for myself. And that podcast is titled Pushing Past Obstacles, Fear and Doubt. I'll say it one more time in case you want to write it down. Um, pushing Past Obstacles, Fear and Doubt. And the quick story on that is to think about the appearance of the obstacle of, or your perception of them. And a lot of times what we think is an obstacle may be a redirection. I didn't get into the right program. I didn't get the job, right job that I wanted. I don't have the requirements for X, Y, and Z. That is just something that says you need more. You ever do something and it's like need more info or you need more credits or you need more time. You put something in the oven, it's not ready. It needs more time. We're not going to not eat Thanksgiving dinner because the turkey's not done. We're going to put it back in the oven and let it cook. And sometimes it's really all an obstacle is, is just the fact that you need more time. You're looking at it as a permanent hurdle and maybe you just need to bake a little bit longer and that's okay. So it's all about your perception of the obstacle. The next thing is fear. And I said this before, I'll say it again. It's educated into you and it needs to be educated out. 
Um, think about the times that even your parents, the person that's closest to you, the people you trust. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Ooh, nobody gets into that school. Um, no one has ever been able to do that. And, you know, the news is telling you that your parents are telling you that and you have to constantly tell yourself, no, I can't even begin to tell you the amount of times that people have told me that I wouldn't succeed at what I'm doing. And I'm not just talking about this particular business. I'm talking about lots of things. And I always am careful um, when I'm telling people this, but it's important. I'm just like, I'm really sorry that you don't believe that this can happen for you, but I really don't think that you're qualified to say that this can't happen for me. And it really makes people turn their nose up, but it's the truth. Who are you to speak to my future? You're, you can't speak to my future. Um, and if it doesn't happen for me, I want to be able to say that and know that for myself, not because you are saying this to me. Finally, doubt, which is my favorite thing. Doubt is self-inflicted or based on the company you keep. You need to change your circle. Doubt is either you having that lame story and, and you putting yourself down and telling yourself you can't do it or you being a in a circle of friends of, that are non-winners that are not supporting you and um, assisting in you doubting yourself. Um, I love this. Speaking of the company you keep, I read this and I'm going to share this with you. You are what you eat. You are what you wear. But what about who you know? Every woman has their reserved set of cultural values, opinions, expressions, and emotions. But it is an indisputable fact that your quality of life is a direct reflection of the company you keep. Watching those around you grow is conducive to inspiring personal growth and reinforces our desire to achieve our goals. Show me any individual's best friends and then analyze the dynamic between them. From this alone, you'll be able to easily understand who they are, right? I love that. I'm not sure where I read that, but I really love that. And I think that that's really important. And you got to know that leaders are not born. They are created and they are typically created from the company that you keep. So remember that. Lastly, I talked about money and I said, Hey guys, how many of you are looking forward to a fat salary by being a doctor? Are you ready to ball out? And you know, you have a couple of people raise their hands and the bottom line is no balling out. Um, think about your relationship with money and think about whether or not you care what people think. Do you want people to think that you have money? And I think like, it's hard to be a doctor and not want people to think that, you know, I'm a doctor, therefore doctors have this or they wear that. And I'm like, what you wear is not important. And if you're concerned about that, you're, you're in a world of trouble. And I wanted them to think about savings. Do you really do it? We talk about it, but we don't do it. And saving your own money empowers you. It gives you options. You aren't how much you make. You're what's left over. Does that make sense? Make $100,000. If you've got it all spent up, you're no better than the girl making $30,000 with no expenses. Understand? Think about it. It's what's left over determines how much money you have. How much do you spend and how to spend? If you're spending, once you take care of the essentials, you have to remember to invest in you. You need to invest in yourself, taking classes, reading books, enhance, you know, any way that you can enhance yourself and invest in your relationships, dinners, lunches, networking, being in the right rooms. If you can't afford to go to a conference because there are some good conferences, go to the, go to sit at the host hotel bar on the first or second night of the conference. It's very important. Get creative when you can't afford some of these things, but get yourself in the room. Your housing is always going to be your big, biggest expense. 
And so I'm not a big fan of young people purchasing homes um, before they found themselves. And so you're going to spend the least time in your house while you're in your 20s and on your grind, even some of your 30s, early 30s. So I'm, I'm no-no against that. Buy something that's comfortable for you, but reasonable for you so that you can take your money and invest in yourself. Transportation, uh, I said to them, you're going to get this big fancy car and guess where it's going to spend most of its time? It's going to spend its time in your work garage and in your car garage. So get something that's reasonable for you and if you really want to be cute one from time to time rent something fly you got somewhere to go and with uber you just take the black car with you um your utilities i tell you guys this all the time call every so often and ask to get them dropped tell them you're thinking of going to another place you want to know what kind of specials they have if you pick up the phone and call them it's rare that they will not drop a cable phone it's cell phone all that i'm telling you and then food you're always better off cooking. It's cheaper and it's healthier for you. So don't forget to do that. And I said, what's left? And what's left is your quality of life. I think that's the most important thing. So often we get so obsessed and absorbed in our careers and how fast we're traveling that we don't remember to um, really dive into the experiences and travel, even if it's down the street, even if it's taking a staycation. Always remember that your happiness is paramount. It's an inside job. You're responsible for that. And if you don't make that a priority while you're on the grind, even when you get to the place that you think you want to go, you'll have a hard time even realizing you're there because you're not happy. So savor the day. Savor the moments. Um, think about that this Thanksgiving. You know, Find a way to really be thankful and grateful for where you are. Congratulate yourself for the small steps. The year is almost up, but you made it. So... As always, hit me on the Ask FM, Ask FM, Ask Me Anything, Ask FM backslash Miley Teal. Um, I've got some questions in there that I'll answer over the holiday break, so feel free to shoot me something and I'll take care of it. Um, I'm always on my Instagram and I'm on my Twitter. Talk to me anytime. And um, don't hesitate to like, rate this comment. Um, help me, help me help you so I can be better. Talk to you soon.